Welcome back, everybody, to Thanks for Your Concern. You're here with Berenice. And I'm Ella. Welcome back. How, how's it going, Berenice? I feel like I'm in a great <laughs> mood. Are you in a great mood? Listen, Mercury retrograde is microwaving really tough right now for me. Um, No, yeah, no, I'm okay. I just, like, I went to GLOW this past weekend, and it was a grand old time. Really had a really good time, but I just, like... I'm getting older, you know, and like rallying from a music festival just takes a lot more out like of me than it used to. So it was in D.C. I took a bus over there because fun fact it's way cheaper than taking a train and it's the same amount of time. However, I'm not like a big airplane or train or bus sleeper I just if I'm not comfy comfy like I'm just not gonna sleep so I was dumb and I like stayed up all night like Sunday night and I was like it's fine I'll just sleep on the bus and then when I get home I'll just nap so of course I didn't get any sleep but then I didn't get any sleep on the bus and then I got home and I was like ready to curl up in my bed and I reached for my bed and it feels wet and I'm like um excuse me like I haven't been here for the past three days like why is it why is it wet um and then I started moving my pillows everything is wet like my bed was drenched in water and I was like fuck my life so essentially my apartment had a leak while I was gone it rained like kind of heavily and there is a light fixture right above my bed that just said you can go fuck yourself um yeah so I did, in fact, not get any sleep on Monday because then I had to throw away a bunch of my belongings because everything had water damage. So, yeah, I think I'm just, like, a little tired. I could really use, like, a solid bed and, like, eight hours of sleep because I've been, like, couching it. Technically, I could go to a friend's house, okay? I I think I'm, I'm basically making it worse for myself, but I just have so much stuff to do that, like, by the time... I'm done being productive, and I'm the most productive at night. It's already, like, 1 in the morning, and then I'm like, I have to go to my friend's house now. Like, that's just extra time, so I just rather, like, sleep on my couch. I'm I'm toughing it out for a few more days. Everything's going to be okay, but it has been a bit of a run for me this week. Uh, But uh, I'm high-spirited and just, like, I know that, like, once I get through the week, it's going to be okay. I just have to, like, get there. But what about you? (laughs) That sucks. A leak in your apartment. That is no fun. Listen, you know, I, it's not fun. I have to have a serious conversation with my landlord. But other than that, like, it's okay. (laughs) I I hate, I hate adulting, bro. Like, there is nothing I hate more in this world than having to not hee hee ha ha with somebody. Like, to having to be like, so this is what has to happen. I hate going full HR. Like, people don't understand how uncomfortable that makes me. But I'll do it. I just, like, would really, it really made me realize that I was, like, damn, maybe I am ready for, like, a partner. Like, I just would really like to not, not to do this alone all the time. (laughs) Like, taking care of yourself just, like, sometimes it's just not what's up, you know? Like, I'm tired and I want to be held. Like, it's a two-person job. Yeah. 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 It's okay, though. I, I, basically, I'm ready for marriage. Like, you just tell me when, where do I sign? I'm, I'm ready to go. Okay, New York singles <laughs> looking for marriage. If you want to take on a large responsibility, me hit, hit her up. <laughs> How are you? How was your weekend? It was a weekend. What day is it? I'm losing days, man. Life is just coming at me fast and hard. Okay, today is a Wednesday. <laughs> today is a Wednesday. Jesus Christ. Um. Is it? Yeah, today we are recording on a Wednesday. The last episode just came out today, girl. uh, Wake up. Hello? Well, I've been doing, I've been so productive, I'm ahead on days. You know what I'm saying? Like, usually I would. Yeah, you know, I'm just getting ahead. I'm being so productive. Honestly, things are going really well. I had a kick-ass baller weekend. I'm having a good week. It's Wednesday, and I'm like, woo! Oh, wow. Yeah, very energetic. I I heard a quote, nothing changes if nothing changes, right? Yeah. I've been 
having a little <laughs> difficulty getting my ass out of bed. Okay, uh-huh. so I've always dealt with this. Uh, I've never really been good at getting up out of bed. And mm-hmm. I was like, man, this is kind of like a character flaw that I like want to get better at. And I looked up like tips for getting out of bed and like number one tip, stay out of bed. Like when you get up out of bed, turn off your alarm that's across the room. Just don't get back into bed. And I was like, you know what? Let me try it. Let me just give it a little try. And the other one was like make coffee first thing so that you like get into another room and you make coffee. And then once you're done making coffee, I did that today and I fucking feel stellar. Okay. First time ever I have gotten up and gotten ready. Not like 10 minutes before I needed to leave the house. I was late still somehow, but whatever. Uh, It was great. And so I'm just going to keep that energy going. I am also, what else am I doing? Dude, I've been meditating like a lot. Oh, I feel wow. like a whole new woman over there. I know it's a, it's one of those things where I feel like I'm looking around the corner at like the best version of me. I just got to keep that going with it. You know, I just have to like stay committed. I love that. Hell yeah. Yeah. And well, then the sunshine, baby, the sunshine makes it all good. I've been walking like five miles a day playing Pokemon Go. <laughs> we love so Pokemon Go. Oh, yeah, I'm obsessed with Pokemon Go. If you have Pokemon Go, add me, Barbados Ella, on um, all Pokemon Go platforms. But it's a uh, solid yeah. week going strong on Pokemon Go. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've caught, like, I'm not even exaggerating. I think I caught 500 Pokemon this week. It's a lot. Should I, I, I'm proud of you. Yeah, I mean, it's not even to be proud of, but, like, I think I need to start a trend. I'm going to try and go viral on TikTok because I'm like, ooh, if you like a hot girl walk, let me tell you about a Pokemon Go walk. You'll walk endlessly. You heard so, it here first. It's, I'm getting it's my steps wave. in, baby. I'm not. It's, I've been, I've been lifting weights occasionally, but I've been about that walking game, walking two hours a day. Oh, um, I like, <laughs> I unconsciously and accidentally do that in New York. Yeah, but it's not from wanting. It's just from lack of having a vehicle. You know, it's just city girls, city girls, we walk. City girls. Uh, well, <laughs> I hope everything is bright and shiny where everybody else is, and I'm excited for this week's topic, so are you ready to get into it? Yeah, let's get it. This is going to be great, okay? I was in therapy, and I was given, like, basically, like, this toolkit, and I thought, <laughs> you know what, babes? I It sucks that people have to pay to get this information, right? Like, this isn't presented in general education. Uh, and so we're going to give you what is called, like, challenging your negative thoughts is pretty much, like, the theme of the episode. And we're going to give some concrete examples, some hee-hee-ha-has, we get free therapy from Ella's therapist. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm not kidding. a therapist. We're not a licensed, we're not licensed therapist, but you do get a therapy version of Ella, which I'm here for. Yeah. So let's dive into it. Challenging our thinking. Sometimes we get these like thoughts. I get a lot of intrusive thoughts mm-hmm. and sometimes I got to work myself away from those. Yep, and basically these are like what are considered in the therapy game as like cognitive distortions. So like they're like ways of negative thinking that you can talk your way out of. And I'm going to link below or link in the episode notes some resources so that you know that we're not just fucking pulling this out of our ass, that we got this from somewhere, okay? So (laughs) one of the kind of distortions that you can fall into is like all or nothing thinking or sometimes they talk about thinking in black and white or either or terms and you kind of are ignoring any nuance or gray area that might exist. And I heard about this and when they were talking about this, I was like, ooh, it's kind of like in movies how like there's some movies that are clearly like good guy versus bad guy and we all want the good guy to win and the bad guy is evil and there's like a clear right and wrong. But in life, it's not like that. There's a lot more gray. There's a lot more gray. I think this happens to me a lot. I think, like, I'm an all-or-nothing person. I tend to be pretty intense. Um, and, you know, 
I would say that sometimes it's good in certain instances, at least as a defense mechanism from certain people. Um, but I try to be, I try to be understanding. I try to be pretty lenient. I think like if you don't take things like super personal with like others' actions and stuff like that, and you can kind of like see their reasoning behind why people do the shit they do, because it's usually not about you. It's usually about them. Mm-hmm. Um, you're able to you're able to move past this one where you're like, well, I can see what they're coming from. And I don't think that they were like vividly like trying to harm me. They just are in their own bullshit. And sometimes you're accidentally the the bad outcome of that situation. People are not like all bad or all good. You know, there's people that have maybe more bad or toxic qualities than others, certainly, but they're not all good or bad. Try to avoid judging yourself as a bad or good person. Um, I think especially like if you're like, oh, I'm a bad person, I'm the worst, and you say negative things, you might have made a mistake, but it's not all or nothing. Just because you made one mistake or one bad decision doesn't mean you're a bad person. Period. I agree. Some people, I, I I will say this is only some people, okay? I, I've been around some people that do continuously shitty shit and don't consider themselves a bad person, but um, we're all about looking within <laughs> this podcast. If you would say you generally act out of a good place and you're not looking to hurt people and you have a, you're solid, but here and there you may do something that may have hurt somebody or you might have made a choice that wasn't the best, like it's okay to give yourself a little grace. Give yourself a little grace, baby. Um, Another thing that is like a cognitive dissonance is overgeneralization. So like making broad or sweeping conclusions based on a singular event. And I feel like I do this a lot where like if I have a bad experience with something, I'll be like, oh, my God, no, then I'm never doing this again. This is terrible. Like I feel like the reason I don't like roller coasters is because I had like one terrifying experience on it. And I'm like, Oh my God, all roller coasters are bad. I'm not talking about the time me and Berenice went on a roller coaster. I, one time, this is such an aside, (laughs) but one time I went on a roller coaster and I just like, I'm like a small person. So even like the smallest, uh, this is when I was a child when it was like the, the, the most shut it could be. I was kind of falling out of the fucking seat. Okay. I probably was, not I was tall enough to ride the ride, but it didn't feel safe. And because I almost died on a roller coaster, that is where I generalized. I said roller coasters are bad and scary. Ella will get on a roller coaster and instantly start yelling, like crying, screaming the second it starts to move. Like you think it's gonna be chill. Like I, I when that one time we got stuck, I was like excited, but like the second we took off, like Ella was already screaming, and I'm like, we have we're not even like anywhere like scary yet, like. <laughs> Um, I would say I feel this one because I will say that's how I feel about Gemini's. Like, I, <laughs> I, you know, one Gemini hurt my feelings and now I'm like, all Gemini's are evil. <laughs> you know what's funny? <laughs> one of my therapists is a Gemini and she mentioned, she was like, I wouldn't date a Gemini and I'm a Gemini. <laughs> I'll tell you right now, you shouldn't date a Gemini. And I thought that was pretty funny. So she knows. <laughs> she knows. So At maybe there is a aware. thing. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I, you know, I, I don't fall into this one a lot, and maybe I. Sometimes I feel like maybe I should do more of these because sometimes I'll be giving chances too many times. Well, I will say I've mostly written off dating men, um, and I'm. <laughs> We're done with that. <laughs> Bro, okay. I meant to do this. Uh, I, okay, so this is gonna be. Have you heard of this show, Couples Therapy, on Showtime? Have you maybe seen a little TikTok that has been going? No, Holy shit. So this is called Couples Therapy, (laughs) right? And it is an actual psychiatrist who is in actual couples therapy. All right? Mm -hmm. A couple of these men are so fucking unhinged. It's like, oh, my God. God, girl, like run, you know, and I do feel like I'm making a broad sweeping conclusion about men because of a select few, but I feel good about that. Okay. Um, 
So we're not perfect here. We're not making, we're saying we're great at these, but you know, it's just challenging this and maybe sometimes just thinking through, okay, if I'm, am I overgeneralizing here? Maybe there is a good man out there. Maybe not to be determined. Okay. You know, I feel like a good way to work around this one. If you're really into making generalizations, I keep you from doing something is to get right back out there. Sometimes I'm like, I have a bad experience with something and I don't want that one to be my long lasting experience. So I might as well try it again right away and, and see how it goes. If like rip off the bandaid. Yeah. It, the more that you sit on something and you ponder and you turn it negative and then maybe somebody else will come and they have a story that confirms your thinking out of like one time, one bad experience. Like the you could be cheating yourself. You could be having a very circumstantial one time bad experience with something or somebody. Um, and that kind of jades it for you. This happened actually... This is a good example. So I would say that I avoided a lot of places right after like breakups with people that like mm. I the place and the person kind of like are together in my mind. Right. So instead, I would purposely set up like let's go to the park with like a friend, like pretty much right after and start associating that place with something else. Because the first time that I went, it made me pretty sad. You know, because it's like, oh, I had all these memories with somebody in this place. And I and that's my only kind of like, like cognitive uh, thinking when I when I go there, I, I think of them. But if you're making new memories and you're just kind of like facing that memory right there and then now you're able to one, maybe have a good time in that place with a friend. You know, you have a new memory to think back on. And two, it's not just your only memory of that place that might make you sad. So now when I walk past some places that I used to have memories only with one person, they're just places. I love that. The other, that's actually, that's great. And I actually also love the tip of like, you just gotta, I think, isn't there a saying you gotta get back on the horse? You gotta get back on the horse. Not everybody's evil. Not everybody's gonna jade mm. you, okay? Most likely after you get hurt, you're gonna hurt somebody. Like, <laughs> that's, what do they say? It's like, oh, he hurt you. Now it's your turn to hurt somebody else, which is like a really evil saying. But if you're not fully healed and you go for somebody else, chances are you're gonna be the asshole. I've never heard of that. You haven't? No. It's true. It's mostly true. When people are jaded, they go and sometimes they like rebound relationships. They know they're not fucking ready for and they end up hurting somebody else's feelings. Hey, man, I think that comes. I think I mean, I did that a lot. Um, I don't think I did that a lot. Let's be honest. I've had like what fucking two relationships. But yeah, hurt people hurt people. I definitely feel like um, with maturity, you know, you need to take a break. You need yeah. to take a long fucking break yeah. and yeah. heal, okay? Yeah, yeah. Another one's called, uh, I don't even know if I know how to say this word, magnification and minimization. <laughs> oh, baby, I can't say those words. All right, I was a little scared See, for a second. we can use big words. I, we can use big <laughs> words. I bet you didn't think I was going to be able to say that, huh? You didn't think this dumb bitch could say the word magnification. Someone's going to be like, that's not how you say it. Anyways, um... That's like when you exaggerate the negative aspects about a situation and then like ignore, minimize the positive aspects. Um, mm. And this can be in the same situation or it can be separate. You know, like you, you can either magnify the good and minimize the bad. And I mean, I do this all the time where, for instance, like if I have a three day, like if I have an event and most of the night was really good, but I had one bad interaction with someone. I will be like, fuck, like the whole night sucked because someone fucking pissed me off. Um, and that can really that can make you sad and a little jaded. So it's something that I'm working on also at work. My therapist said, you know, if you don't like your job, at least it pays for your lifestyle. OK, uh, and I like my life. So. That's what Perspe I've been trying to focus. That perspective. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to focus on, man. I, you know, honestly, I wish no one really likes. Like, I'm not. I'm not even sure if anyone likes work. Okay, if there are people that like work, fucking thank you. And I, I hope power you, to you. Power to you. And I've like the only time I really liked work was when I was a gymnastics coach because I loved mm. kids, but I was also making 
like 10.50 an hour. Yeah, not vibes. Not vibes. <laughs> like, I was living well below the poverty line, and this was, like, a very snooty... Like, I knew how much... These were not cheap gymnastics classes. Like, I did the math, and I was like, okay, there's 14 kids in here. They're all paying 40 bucks. How the fuck do I get 10 of this? Like, it, the math wasn't mathing. If anyone wants to pay me a living wage to be a gymnastics coach or a nanny, hit me up. I fucking love kids. Oh, just move to New York. Nannies here get make bank. Baby, that might be in the cards, okay? We might do that because <laughs> I would love to be a New York nanny. R.I.P. Brittany Murphy. Oh, my God. I love that movie. Um, yeah, but do you do any of this where you minimize the positive and magnify the bad? I genuinely feel like being an optimist is the only thing that keeps me going in this life, okay? If I focused on the bad... I think, like, I I would have unalived myself a while ago, to be honest with you, because if I wasn't a glass up full type of girl, like, even with my bed situation, like, both of my roommates feel so bad for me right now, and I'm just like, I don't know, like, it is what it is, like, it could be worse, like, it's fine, like, it's just a couple of days. It could be and six yes, feet underwater, you know? It, my, my whole fucking room could be, like, drenched, you know, it's just a bed, yeah. it's okay, like, I, people sleep on the couch all the time, and... Even my <laughs> yesterday, my roommate just knocks on my door very late, and she's like, "Here, I got you this," and just tosses me a chocolate bar from like across the hall, and she's like, "Don't be sad." <laughs> it's like, oh, I'm chocolate. I, I'm I, I wouldn't say I'm sad. I'm a little stressed, but like, thank you. Um, I also I think I also do this out of spite. Um, sometimes when I go out and somebody tries to ruin my night, or like a guy does something like stupid, I refuse to let that sour my mood like I will maybe give it five seconds of freak out but then like Bernice isn't an uphill spiral maybe like I don't know I'm telling you this has to be out of spite that I'm like I refuse to let this person ruin my night like and this has happened to me several times there was one time where like this dude that was like kind of my friend it's like these people that like don't like you but like they have to tell you they like uh, don't like you but also t like kind of like you you know people that like tell you there's no vibes but like also kind of give you vibes and you're just like okay I get it we're friends like it's not weird mm -hmm. um I had one of those situations in college and I was at a concert and I ran into him and I was just like oh hey what's up and he was like you're ugly and I was like okay um that was really random and uncalled for and even weirder because you're my friend like there's it was weird, right? And I was like, am I going to let this ruin my night? No. Like, I was just like, I could I could let this, like, make me upset. Or I could go to the front and watch the rest of Waka Flocka. Okay? And guess what I did? I went to the front and I watched the rest of Waka Flocka. And I made, like, ten friends that night. And I had a great rest of the night. But it really does take a moment out of you to say... I need to put this behind me and we're just going to focus on the positive things because one bad interaction with somebody can really damp damper your mood. I think my ex-boyfriend used to do this a lot I, uh, and it really used to like piss me off because I'm like, I get that you had a bad conversation with the cab driver. I don't need you to put that past you because now it's become both of our problems and I wasn't there. So I feel you, but I, let it go, bro. You know? Um, yeah. So yeah, letting it go. Cheers to letting it go. To letting it go, let it go. That was beautiful. Yeah. Um, this one's kind of related, but when you discount positive things that people say or experiences, if they don't count because you're like, oh, no, I'm like undeserving of it. So if you cannot take a compliment from somebody, that's like a negative thought. Mm. And you need to challenge that thought, like why you don't believe someone and it's I was I was thinking about this and I was like man I kind of do this sometimes but more like I give people like not the benefit of the doubt but I'm like oh like Berenice said that nice thing to me because Berenice is a nice person not that it's necessarily true about me you know what I'm saying yeah not that I don't believe her but I'm just like oh she's just such an awesome person like I love that she gives everybody compliments <laughs> and it's like I don't think like oh maybe she actually means that and I am doing Isn't awesome that? you know what i'm saying <laughs> i'm nice but i'm not a liar <laughs> i don't say shit just to say shit like 
Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people do you have, I mean, do you have a hard time taking a compliment? I think I used to before I became delusional. Um, mm. I had a way harder time taking a compliment. I would say like when I lived in Seattle, I just, I didn't, even though I've always been like artsy, I just didn't really believe I was like that creative. I don't know. I had like weird like imposter syndrome and like, I think it was just, like, a weird, like, self-esteem thing mixed with just, like, doubting myself. Also, just, like, with being stressed and trying to figure out, like, who I was and what I wanted. Um, and that just, I think, comes a little bit with age, but also just, like, with just, like, truly believing in yourself. And I feel like I've had so many people believe in me all my life where I didn't feel necessarily that I was really believing in myself. So it was hard. It was hard when people told me, like, you're creative, and I was just like, am I? And, or, like, when people complimented something, and I'm like, well, it could be better. And now I just feel like I've I've dove into the delusions. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? I am creative. You know what? I am talented. You know what? I am beautiful. You know what? I am hot as fuck. So when people tell me that, I'm like, yeah, obviously, like, I'm glad you're not blind, you know? <laughs> we love that for you. <laughs> I know that a lot of people do, but I think a lot of people might be where you used to be, where they were not able to take a compliment. I think, like, depending on, I mean, we all develop differently and in different households, but, like, some people's parents don't give them compliments, and then they find, and then they have a hard time taking compliments because they're just not used to it. The biggest part about challenging negative thoughts or... Um, it's just being a little bit more mindful of your thoughts. So if someone gives you a compliment and then you have the reaction of like, oh, why did they say that? Or not believing in them, like question why you have that thought and yeah, be more mindful because I think sometimes our brain can be a hard place to be in and to think that someone would give a compliment and you like, don't believe them. It's like, oh, someone's trying to do nice and reach out in a way. So why are we thinking negatively about ourselves so we can't take a compliment. Right. Sometimes you got to be your biggest supporter, right? You got to be like your best friend. And mm-hmm. I think like, I think maybe part of the me diving into my delusions is like, I spend a lot of time alone. So you really have to become your own buddy. And you have to tell yourself all the things that like, maybe the, if you don't have people in your life reminding you of those things, like, uh, and people, yeah, people grow. I think I, I noticed this growing up a lot. Like, obviously, like I had a great team of parents they weren't perfect but they always showed like they believed in me and they supported me and in that way I was able to navigate life differently than people whose parents were absent and didn't have a lot of people who were nice to them or believed in them um so if you don't have that in your life like you got to be that person for yourself and you really got to root for yourself like really tough and you know like even with daily affirmations like you will start believing it the more that you tell yourself and the more that you practice something right so it's like if you tell yourself you're talented but you don't practice what the talent is you can tell yourself you're talented but unless you're actually like showing what proving it to yourself like I think like that's the biggest thing right proving those things to yourself that you're all those things that like you believe in and just confirming it with yourself every day and telling yourself that like you will start to believe it the more that you practice it and the more that you tell yourself and the more that you essentially start believing in yourself also making promises to yourself and keeping them I think that's big like and I think what you mean about like oh like if you want to like if you say that you're talented the best way to believe it is to prove it to yourself I think making steps really easy for yourself so like if you want to say like I am athletic I don't know whatever the fuck it is or I'm someone who enjoys working out or whatever you just have to take little steps to get there um and if the little step is going on a five minute walk cool just take the five minutes maybe it'll turn to 10 minutes 20 minutes one day maybe you'll run uh it doesn't have to be everything all at once but yeah if you start taking like little small steps to being the person that you aspire to be you like deserve to be everything you want to be yeah and I will say like obviously it's hard to quantify like progress and in that way like if you are kind of practicing what you're doing taking the time every now and then to just be like oh shit, I've been doing this thing consistently for like a month or I've been doing blah, 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 like taking that time and being like, oh my God, I'm so fucking proud of myself for getting this done. Like I wanted to do this, look at me go. Yeah. Because I feel like sometimes you like get more goals and get more goals and you like forget that you already reached a goal that you didn't, like you were working for forever. Um. So definitely just reminding yourself like, 
where how how far you've come and every time that I get an outfit request like I don't think people understand how happy I get like I like the stress comes later but like for a second awesome. I'm like yes you're a bad bitch you know like let's get it uh so taking that just taking a second to give yourself some praise is like I think it's good it's crazy you say that because today you know I went to yoga this morning and she was like you know set like a one word intention for the day and I literally said, I was like, you know what? I just want to be like, praise myself for doing things. Cause I have right now, I've had a laundry list of to do's. Right. And I was like, you know what? Instead of like looking at how long the list is, let's just say thank you. And like, give yourself a pat on the back for each one of the things that you do today to check off the list. And babes, I've had 15 people, 15 things on this to do list. I've gotten like half of them done. And I'm so fucking hyped, but I didn't say like one time, like, good job until I consciously thought about it. And it's kind of crazy how like, I don't know, you just kind of like go through life and you can fall into the motions without like thanking yourself for doing things or like giving yourself a pat on the back and recognizing that you're making progress. Very true. You just gotta tell yourself like, I got this, like... I got this. I did that one thing. I got the next one. Let's go. Let's go. If you have to think about your yep. alter ego being like, like uh, I don't know, like in a football team or like a really hyped up frat dude and you just did something like you just chugged a beer. You know, there's nobody that will hype you up more than like you shotgunning a beer faster than somebody else at a frat. Like that's who I feel like my alter ego sometimes is that pushes me to do the next thing. She's like, you got Let's it. Like, go. yeah, you killed that. Let's fucking go. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I love that, bro. That that takes us to like our next one, which is um mind reading is kind of the pitfall, which is assuming we know what other people are thinking or feeling without Oof. any evidence to support it. Yeah. So the reason why when you said frat bro, I literally used to think like I would go to frats and I'm like, oh my God, everyone hates me. Everyone's looking at me. Everyone thinks I'm ugly. I have no evidence that that's true. I'm just mind reading a hundred people. And bro, it got me fucked up when I first got to college. Thank God I got out of that pretty quickly. But I still find myself mind reading when I walk into a room of new people. Yeah, that's your anxiety popping through the roof. I know. Um, I mean, this happens like hyper awareness and hyper vigilance and like all sorts of. I think I I have this issue in New York and mostly with like being betrayed in the past. Okay, I have a little <laughs> bit of uh, trouble trusting people, and that has come out in like relationships of all sorts. Like sometimes I go on a date and I'm really like, "What's my exit plan? Like, is this person trying to kidnap me?" And that's like a really irrational thought but like I'm just like hyper vigilant like all the fucking time and I really have to like talk to myself for a second I'm like Risa we're being a little crazy like relax um and yeah I I I agree with this I I used to do this a lot when I was younger and sometimes this does happen in new situations and scenarios where I don't know people and it's like I mean, it comes from a lot of places. I think, like, growing up, obviously, in white environments, I felt different. So I think, like, some of it came from that and just, like, being insecure in, in different ways. Mostly when I feel like I'm within a group of people that I don't know. Like, when I went I went to the Yankees game recently, mm -hmm. and I hadn't been to, like, a baseball game in so long. And at first I was like, oh, my God, this reminds me of Seattle. I was like, do I miss Seattle? And then the dude – the Two dudes behind me started, like, like just, like, yelling, like, oh, like, basically just, like, slurs and, like, dumb shit. Like, just dumb, dumb. And they were, like, white. And I was just, like, oh, God, I remember why I don't like these. I remember why I never liked baseball games. I remember why in Seattle, every time I went to the baseball stadium, I was, like, I hate it here. Like, I need to move. Um, yeah, I think there's, like, a, a lot that goes into that. But, like, in a general sense like this one I still have uh, I have trouble with sometimes um I think being secure to stand on your own sometimes is a little harder than people think it is and uh for this one I fake it till I make it baby like if I'm not comfortable in a place I'm not gonna let other people see it <laughs> well the biggest one is like like once you kind of recognize this like you're like oh shit like 
do I have evidence about this negative thought? Like, if I think mm. everyone in this room hates me, do I have any evidence? Because all these people are strangers. They don't know me. I've, they've never met me. Like, how would they hate me? And then you realize, yeah, I don't have any evidence to support this negative thought or claim. And then you're like, okay, wait, maybe I should fucking relax and say hello. And I am making new friends, y'all. I'm making new friends. And Ooh. making new friends for me is difficult because, you know, I know this might be hard to believe, but I wasn't always as popular or beautiful <laughs> or charismatic as I am now. So like my mind reading, I feel like it's like coming from a place of like, I don't know, like 12 year old me who didn't have any friends and people did hate me openly and talked about it. Uh, but I've been making friends and I'm like, bro, that's so crazy that I like assumed that they were going to hate me or they did hate me because I was like, that's just what I thought. And I, you got to give people chances. And like, this is one of those things where you should probably like, it's better off for your brain to assume the best case scenario. And then if you find out new information that people do hate you, okay, well then we can move forward with that. But like, let's just assume that people don't give a fuck about us or everyone likes us. That is way better of an assumption than everyone hates you. I like to believe that people like me. There are people I catch weird energy from, and I have to tell myself, like, you don't know them. Like, you actually don't know if that's factual. And then you can, you can, like, you can make general stations later based out of more interactions. There's been, like, a few people where I get a weird vibe at the beginning, and I'm like, let's give them a chance. And then they turn out sucking. And I'm like, well... I'm not glad I, I'm not glad that I, I was right about this one. <laughs> I wish I would have liked them. Some people I mean, just prove you right. <laughs> but that's the thing. Like, it is really better to give them a benefit of the doubt and then for them to yeah. prove you otherwise than for you to write people off and then write people off and you don't get to interact with someone, you know? So... And that is true. My cheer coach, uh, one thing that, it might be the only thing I really remind, like still remember that she said, was like, when people don't like you, it's because they're jealous of you. They don't have a reason to not like you. And not that the fact that like they're jealous or anything, but it did, I did make me realize like, if you don't have a reason not to like somebody, then that's like on you that's not really yeah. like on anything that they did right so it's better to find find a reason <laughs> if you don't think you like somebody and you don't think you like their vibes without knowing anything about them then that's on you but if you have given them a couple chances and they're like super weird to you or whatever then when people ask you it's like oh why don't you vibe with that person it's like actually it's just like i've had a few interactions with that person and it's never gone well then i feel like you have a little bit more of a reason to not to stay away from somebody yeah and you know I see that I mind read even with like my friends or family when that I, I'm close with you know and it's like that's just the anxiety the anxiety talking you know like oh I'm pretty sure this person's mad at me is there a reason they're mad at me no I just feel it like I don't know like maybe that's probably a negative self-talk that you can just talk yourself out of mm. but there's definitely people that give off a little bit of not Hater nice vibes. vibes. And yeah. usually if you're not nice, you kind of end up not being nice, you know, but whatever. <laughs> We're going to give uh, people at least one chance here. We're going to give them one chance. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever had it? Like, I think this happened to me when I was younger where someone's like, oh, I didn't think you liked me. And I was like, oh, my God, I thought you like you didn't like me. You know what I'm saying? Like you both thought you didn't like each other, but it turns out they, that was fake. On both sides, like no, I don't think so. Cause I, I think I'm I think the well. Not that I can remember. I would say I'm always like pretty like, like if you meet me, I'm a pretty bubbly person. So it's like, if you don't think I like you, there might be a reason. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> like a pretty evident reason, um, but yeah, that that has not happened. But some people have resting bitch face, and they can't help that. Mm-hmm. So it's a disease. It's a condition. Jesus. <laughs> Don't write them all for having a resting bitch face. You know, just that's you know some people's armor, just how their face looks. Another one is <laughs> that I do a lot, and I have some funny stories about is like fortune telling when you 
make negative predictions about the future and like without considering any of the other possibilities like I'm the type of person because of my anxiety where I really think like worst case scenario is gonna happen when something with with something like for instance if I'm like okay hey I want to go get um ice cream at this new ice cream shop down the street I'm thinking, oh, my God, I'm going to get abducted on my way there. I'm going to be taken to a shed. I'm going to have to live off of rats for three weeks, and then I'm going to fucking die. (laughs) Is that probably going to happen? Probably not. That's probably pretty low on the possibilities. And, like, my anxiety brain doesn't even think about, like, well, what if you walk there and it's the best ice cream you ever had, and then you walk home safely? You know, I don't even consider that because I'm like, well, since there is a possibility I am abducted by a serial killer um, and force fed rats. Like, I don't think I'm going to go. I think this happens to a lot of people with like flying, um, like mm-hmm. airplane rides or long train rides, etc. traveling. Um, I think this happened to me a little bit, like in college when my anxiety got really bad. Um, honestly, the best way to get over it is exposure therapy. You just get on that flight and you work through it. Um, something that helped me was, <laughs> this one's like a little dark but sometimes I like to think about the worst case scenario and come to terms with it and say okay well the worst case scenario is like die and I think I'm okay with that so let's get it like at least I'll die doing the thing that I wanted to do if not I'm gonna die being a bitch you know like I'm didn't get on the flight and then I died like a really uneventful death at least like a plane crash is like a little bit of that's a little drama like that's a good way to go in my opinion like oh she was gonna go on a trip she really wanted to go to like she always she was like that you know and if you're just like I don't know I just feel like when you are okay with the worst case scenario you just like calm yourself down on the fact that like yeah that is something that could happen but it is what it is and right now being mindful and I'm living in the present I'm gonna order myself a coffee and a and sometimes other things that you can do is like I like Sudoku. Anything that literally is like a mind thing to get your mind off of like the little cycle it's starting to go on. Yeah. Your mind is such a powerful place to – and it can go whichever way that you guide it to be. And I think that that's the biggest thing that I've learned with anxiety is that like once you realize that you're in control of your thoughts still and when they start to kind of like go somewhere else – uh, co- coping in the ways that you're like how do I bring that back right and realizing mm-hmm. that you may be at different steps and that you may need help at some points um, you can also t- tell like in planes you can tell flight attendants in real life you can tell somebody that's close to you you can call a friend and say hey I'm feeling a little anxious can you talk to me if you don't have like severe anxiety like myself you know you might have a negative predictions that's a little smaller, but still is like stopping you from things. Like the example my therapist gave is like not applying to jobs because you don't think you're qualified or you don't think there's no way you could get this job. Uh, that's like taking yourself out of the race before it's even started. And like even when you're like, oh, I'm not going to go up to that person because like there's no way they're interested in me. That's already like taking yourself out of the race without even trying. And so like don't let your like, Like, just fucking go for it, dude, because the worst thing that can happen with a lot of these things is that someone says no, and then you're still in the same place that you were before. And you'll probably forget about that interaction in, like, five minutes, to be honest with you. Like, the the more that you do it, like, if you already were nervous about applying to one job, apply to 10, 15 that you're nervous about, and then you won't even remember the first one. If you're scared about Mm -hmm. talking to to dudes when you go out talk to 20 you know and then you'll forget of the one who said no that you talked to at the beginning like who cares he was an uggo anyway it was the lighting whatever you know <laughs> you gotta tell yeah. yourself to help you sleep at night um yeah just, the just doing it method works sometimes and it could be a really positive outcome and you just don't even know And a lot of things that we have, like, built up in our mind to be, like, really high risk aren't as high risk as as they seem to us, right? Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like, for me, 
I feel like sometimes I'm like, oh man, like I don't want to do that because that's like fucking that's crazy. And it's like, is it really that crazy? How high risk is it? Like we're not doing anything insane. Like I'm not going to go fucking spurlunking to the deepest hole in the ocean, right? Like that's risky. Like that's high risk. It's like the risk is getting rejected. Like that people get rejected every single day. And like what you said is like, you just need a little bit of exposure therapy. So that like rejection becomes less uh debilitating whereas like fuck it if i get rejected i get rejected if i don't that could be a really cool opportunity you never know i think being being comfortable with the idea of being embarrassed or being um put in a situation where it's not like socially i don't know the norm it gives you so much power because it lets you not give a fuck right so it's like the rest of your once you're able to break free from the notion of like oh my God, I'm going to be embarrassed or oh my God, what are people going to think? Think about how much power people hold over you and all of your actions when you think that way and how much power you are giving back to yourself when you break free from the shackles that you've placed (laughs) on yourself from others. Because at the end of the day, who cares? Like people are so caught up in their own shit. They truly are that like maybe they're going to look at your thing and be like, oh my God, that was so embarrassing. And they they will delete it off their memory for the rest of their lives. And I think that's the way that I like to think about it. When I'm cheating myself from doing what I want because of somebody that doesn't pay my bills. It's like, like, I can't, we can't be bothered with that. This kind of ties into the next one of like, I like shoulda, woulda, coulda. I feel like shoulda, woulda, coulda, like really stops you from moving forward like I should have done this or I should have done that baby you didn't so what do you want to do now what actions do you want to do differently like what can you do in the present moment that would change the future like we can't change things that have happened in the past so if you've made a mistake or you wish you would have you know I wish I would have stuck with my face uh my youtube that I made um what did I make that I made that in 2011 if I had kept it with my makeup in 2011 I'd be in a completely different place now I can't I can't so what do I do going forward you know what's the fucking next step like shoulda woulda coulda like it didn't happen though so like anytime you catch yourself saying I should or I would or I wish I could make it happen go forward I think this is a good uh, journaling prompt that works for me. I think I have this sometimes instance with like opportunities that I didn't take in life or with people, right? So it's like maybe I was in a situationship and I feel like I didn't actually show who I was because I was so caught up in like playing the game or whatever. And those are my shoulda, coulda, woulda. And so I go and I write, what did I learn from this experience, right? Mm. So at the end of the day, this shit already happened. This shit is done. But what did I learn? I learned that in when I interact with somebody, I want to be really intentional and I want to show them who I am from the beginning and how I act around people that I love and care about without this notion of I have to play the game, I have to do this, right? Because I feel like doing that shit's only cheating myself. That's something that I learned from that. Um, if I didn't take an opportunity, well, you know, I learned that if I have a thought that I'm passionate about, I should make an action plan on how to work that out and something that's actionable in the next week or so to see how that will just play out. So just, yeah, reflecting on the fact that, like, how do I take it from here? What did I learn from this situation? Um, I think can only, like, further you in your life. And every time that you go back to that thought, like, I should have done that or whatever, you can go back to that thing that you journal and reread it. Like, oh, well, I already learned that from this situation. So I think, like, for me, it has been more like helpful to let go of things. But mm-hmm. I'm like, well, I, you know, I already had these thoughts and I already worked this out in my head. And it's a tangible thing that I just reread. And I'm like, you know, like, I, I'm okay. We can let this one go. Oftentimes, it's like hindsight's twenty twenty. Of course, like if you could re, you know, if I could start all over again, I'm sure I would make less mistakes, but I probably would make new different mistakes. Because... Mm-hmm. You know, and I think like just giving yourself a little bit of grace because I mean, I know I'm the type of person that can really beat myself up on things that like I feel like were perceived mistakes. But at the time, I most of the time I was making the best choice with all the information that I have and had. And now I have more information. And so to continue to beat yourself up about something like it just creates more negativity. And honestly, like 
distrust in yourself, you know, like you have to know that moving forward, you're going to try and make the best decisions. So you have to have confidence in, okay, this is what I did. This is how I do it different. If that ever comes along again, and then you just move forward until the next thing happens that you wish you could have changed, but you didn't know at the time. Yes. I like that. And sometimes if you look back and you're in a hard situation and it's really hard for you to move forward, think about the last really hard situation that you didn't think you were going to move forward and how you made it out of that one. And then you'll make it out of this one too. And you'll make it out of the next one. I know. It just kind of keeps coming, but it's going to be okay. Okay, okay. Next one. Personalization. (laughs) Basically, when you take things a little personally, like if like you're responsible for someone else's actions, right? Like Mm. you basically, maybe somebody did something to you. I think this happens a lot in relationships where someone might do something and then you make it personal. Like a lot of times when you get cheated on, I would say a lot of the times, every time, I think every time you get cheated on, it's not Mm -hmm. your fault that you get cheated on, right? But we like to blame ourselves like, oh, I, you know, back to I should have done that or what have you. And we make it about us when honestly, we couldn't control that other person's actions. And this person did what they wanted to do, regardless of anything we could have done. Yeah, it is sucky. It is sucky too. Mostly, well, it's personal because it happened to you, right? And you're just like, yeah. oh, my God, how how dare they? How dare they do this shitty thing to me that they knew would hurt my feelings? And obviously, it's hurtful. And I think the first thing that you do is take it personal because your ego is so bruised. But again, just reminding yourself that that's just a reflection of where they are and who they are. And maybe not who they will always be, but just like where they are at that moment in time and you get to take the personal steps now to do what's best for yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when you let go of that to forgive people, and not forgive people for them, but forgive people for you, like, lingering on to hate and all those things, like, will propel you so far, but, like, I think, like, when you carry so much, like, hate and just, like, grudges and shit, like, you're just so tired, you know what I mean? Like, you're just tired Carry all those, carrying all those things all the time. Well, that's why they, you know, I mean, I i wasn't here when the term was coined, but, you know, like that person has a lot of baggage. It's like they have a lot of stuff they're carrying around from relationship to relationship. And it's like, ow, until they let go of those things, you got to deal with them and their baggage. And if you look at that with yourself, it's like, bro, do you want to be carrying eight suitcases from the eight relationships that you had into your new relationship? Or are you ready to get a new fucking bag so that you can pack it with new shit, you know? <laughs> yeah, toss those raggedy bags away. Yeah, they hang on. They have holes. Like, they're, like, they're not TSA is right, duct taping them for you because it's so <laughs> ratty, dude. They're like, dude, I cannot believe this person's traveling with this. Like, bro, where have they taken this bag You get it back in to? saran with saran wrap. Mm-hmm. Like, somebody saw how bad it was and they had to saran wrap it for you. <laughs> Here, get your shit together. Yeah. <laughs> Don't be that person. All right. Get yourself a new suitcase. All right. <laughs> okay, so this one's mine, and this one has nothing to do with, um, with my therapist. therapy. My therapist. <laughs> <laughs> but I, th- I think it goes into negative thoughts or just like intrusive thoughts. Like sometimes I feel like I get on a, su- not like I get like a moment where I'm like, okay, independently. But like I just said, like, you know, sometimes it sucks to like take care of yourself all the time and you like want to be with somebody out of more like comfort and need rather than like because there is somebody that you're excited about that you feel like is competent that's going to fit into your life. That's a good companion, right? And I feel like especially from like being in New York for the past like almost two years I have fallen into patterns of like I could like hit up this person out of comfort like I want to be held but is that person really like productive for me no you know what I mean and so sometimes being a little lonely being a little needy you know you got things in the mind and those are just those are intrusive thoughts and you gotta you gotta think big picture sometimes those intrusive thoughts might set you back from like the path that you're meant to just stay on. You're meant to live your life. We don't need to go back to 
old things that haven't changed or that aren't necessarily going to be productive for us in the future. If you're a girl bossing and you know that like something might set you back from that path, maybe just like phone a friend, get a vibrator, maybe whatever you got to do, foster, foster some pets, go to the shelter, volunteer. I don't know anything. (laughs) You got to figure out how you got you. You know what I'm saying? Like you have to figure out how to deal with your brain on your own without like, I mean, it is coping in a way to reach out to someone that, you know, maybe isn't the best for you or doesn't want the same things. And, you know, Mm -hmm. we all fucking do it. All right. Like we all do it. But once you fucking work on like, damn, how the fuck do I do this on my own without resulting to a person or a thing or something that is just not the healthiest? You know, we all have some unhealthy coping mechanisms. So once you can just fucking chill with yourself, man, you're gonna be on like a new level. And you're gonna be like, thank God I didn't hit up that person that is just not a healthy person. Thank God I fucking figured this out. Because now lifelong in the long run you're gonna be better off yeah baby it's those are negative thoughts i think berenice gave great advice earlier which is journaling for like all of these are really helpful and it's like a tool that you need to practice so when you have a negative thought about yourself think about okay wait where is this coming from and is this true and another thing to make it really easy like there's like some in-depth steps that you can take when you have a negative thought but basically if you have a thought and you're like man is this thought true or and helpful? Is it true and helpful for me? Most of the time, it might be true, but is it a helpful thought to have? Probably not. And if it's not true, then it's definitely not helpful. And then journal. Where is this coming from, man? How the fuck can I... And then just thinking about it and not internalizing it and making yourself feel bad or like a bad person. Because our goal is to give ourselves like a little bit of compassion and kindness because we're just Mm -hmm. human and we're usually our worst critics. So your negative thoughts are like you are are not thoughts you'd really have about other people or thoughts that you would say to a friend. So treat yourself like a friend. I feel like that was some of the best advice that we talk about a lot is that you should talk to yourself the way that you talk to a friend. 100%. Unless you're a shitty friend. Yeah. (laughs) Don't be a shitty friend. Period. Yeah. Um, um, and if you're journaling and your journaling session was kind of intense, sometimes I like to go from like an intense topic that makes me sad to like one that makes me happy or hopeful and end on that, you know? Yeah. Sometimes we take ourselves on these like really hard journeys and we want to go back to our day to day. And that's like sometimes not just like it's not easy to get back on like oh, and now we're shifting. Um, so making yourself like a little transition journaling quote. Actually, we should bring somebody. I went on a journaling workshop. We should have her on the podcast. Um, but yeah, you can look them up. There's like tons of journaling prompts out there. Uh, something that can transition. One of mine is like my favorite memory with like a family member. And I like to like write it down. Because like, you know, the longer you go, you forget details and shit. So sometimes it's just nice to like write that thing down. Or something that inspires you. Um, anything really. Obviously, all people journal differently. And I really like journaling because I feel like I'm like flushing it out of my body, you know, like I'm literally like removing it from my brain, putting it somewhere else and that's where it can live. I know not all people are like that, but yeah, sometimes it's good like to, it doesn't need to be that deep. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you don't need to go that deep. Sometimes we don't have fucking time for that shit, right? Like I don't have time to sit in journal for eight hours and cry about this shit, but (laughs) I can write it down and maybe I just revisit it later and I don't think about that negative Mm -hmm. thought right now. You know, make sure you have space and time to do this stuff. And then I really like what you say about having positive thing after a negative thing. But in your journal, man, put like quotes that you hear or that you like and that just like bring you joy or even just like words about yourself, some positive affirmations that maybe it's not so so aspirational because you know you are all those things. I think those are good for aspirations or, you know, things that you know to be true about yourself that are positive. And always go back to those. I like that. All right, babies. All right, well, thanks so much for listening to the podcast this week, per usual. 
please subscribe. Tell a buddy about this episode. Um, and go follow us on social media at thanks number for your concern. And also, we have a YouTube channel that's also thanks for your concern. Please go to subscribe to our YouTube channel. We'll have video podcasts now. Okay? Oh, God. We need a 1,000 subscribers. That's my goal by end of year. I would like closer than that, but we need 1,000 subscribers. So go subscribe to us um, and so that you can see our faces got, every week. She's got goals for me. Babes, I have too much time and too many goals, so please subscribe. Make my dreams come true, babes. All right, y'all. <laughs> my personal is at LL Tutor. And I'm at Bernice Diaz. Bye. Bye.